Hi everyone, my name is Anthony Damasa. And I'm Nico Mocatel. And uh, today we're going to be discussing connected learning. Yes, yes we are. <laughs> and, uh, Nico, you want to give me the definition we have here? Yes, so uh, on page six of the, uh, the Edo et al. reading, it says that uh, connected learning is learning that is socially embedded, interest-driven, and oriented toward educational, economic, or political opportunity. And that's best realized when a young person pursues a personal interest or passion with the support of friends and caring adults and is able to turn that link to academic achievement, career possibilities, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the definition that the reading gives us. Yeah. So Anthony, is there anything that you've, uh, is there anything that you've learned personally, like using connected learning, something that you didn't learn like in, in school or college in the classroom? Well, I would say, uh, given the definition uh, that we have provided here, any kind of learning like socially embedded, I would say. Uh, well, one, the one that I would do that wasn't necessarily uh, you know like a classroom subject. I could say making a pizza, honestly. <laughs> like I know this is not really the most traditional uh, definition, but I, this mm -hmm. is the first thing that comes to mind. I work in a pizzeria, and um, the uh, the owners they were showing me how to make it, and uh, it was really like there was four four employees were the only ones that really knew how to like the recipe and like what to mix and how to prepare it like start to finish so I kind of followed them and then they would show me all together and they, each of them would basically take over and show me specific portions of it and it was like a really supportive environment so kind of like it, it uh, mirrors what we uh, what the different case studies had in the Edo at all reading yeah mm -hmm. what about you yeah definitely uh, so for me I learned I pretty much taught myself how to use Sony Vegas which is video editing software oh, did you get that from a so friend? that I could make <laughs> I got yep I got it from a friend I did not illegally download it I did not do that so I I used to use so I I, I would make AMVs with Windows Movie Maker and I thought it was time for an upgrade so I got I got Sony Vegas started making my AMVs with that and so I had to teach myself how to use it so I would go to my friends that knew how to use Sony Vegas I'd be like if I was trying to learn how to do something I'd be like hey you know how to do this or I would just talk to my friends about it meet like show each other how to do stuff I would look go online talk to people that if I was like trying to go I'd go into like some forum or something like ask hey I'm trying to do this anyone know how to do it and I mean it did almost like turn into like a career like possibility I was considering like but in high school I was considering going into like something with video editing or like something along those lines I was something that I was definitely interested in I ended up not doing it, but it was a career. I just tapped. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. I like that example. He just told us, told me not to do that. <laughs> that, uh, that reminds yeah, me a lot so of that. It was almost a career. Po it was a career possibility at one point. I was like, I did ended up taking like classes in high school about video editing. Mm -hmm. I like so, that. But I chose not to do it. <laughs> that that experience that uh, that experience that you had. Like really, it, it reminds me of the the readings. I think it was the first case study. I remember it was a, it was about Clarissa who would write uh, what was it fanfic? Yeah, the fanfiction girl. Yeah, and it basically yeah. like how she surrounded herself with people who had similar interests. Well, I mean, it was online, but uh, yeah, still. I mean, she wasn't like she she enjoyed writing, but she, she wasn't getting it from like an English class classroom because I I mean, in an English classroom, it's kind of I don't want to say boring, but <laughs> like. For her, it obviously was like it was. It wasn't the kind of writing that she was interested in, pretty much. Yeah. So, and she was able to go to that 
online space and find people who are like her and they they helped each other grow and become better writers yeah definitely and even like a, I think it was on page six as well where they were basically discussing connective learning but in a digital media setting specifically and they were saying like, like with like d- connective learning this is uh, reading right off I think it was the second paragraph on this page yeah mm-hmm. saying connected learning looks to digital media and communications to like offer engaging formats for interactivity so highlighting interactivity between different uh, venues, lowering barriers, like as access for knowledge and information, providing social supports, and you know linking a broader, more diverse range of culture. So it's like this all this stuff that's basically only made available via like the internet, and uh, like Clarissa's experience really like hits home with this. Yeah, the the use of internet definitely like helps bridge some of the communication gaps that we used to have like. We no longer have to like send letters through the, the Pony Express to to talk to someone. <laughs> we don't have to use a carrier just, pigeon. Yeah, we don't got to use carrier pigeons. We could just text someone, tell them to get on Discord or Skype, and be like, "Hey, let's do this." <laughs> like how we're doing now. Got like, we don't have to like go away. be in the same. Yeah, we don't. We don't have to be in the same room to to record this pod. Record this. Yeah, we just simple. hang get on Google Hangouts. <laughs> No, I like the. Uh, you want to talk about the second case study? I think it was on page twenty. Yeah, so I like the second case study a lot because we're nerds. So, <laughs> we, like, we, <laughs> so we like we were we were caught at the first sentence about the guy's study about anime friends, and we were like, we're sold. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they yeah, yeah. we uh, really really applied to us personally. <laughs> I can't believe I, can't, I still can't believe we opened this up and then like the first thing is talking about fanfic and I'm like no way. And then I read the second case study yeah. and it's talking about anime. Yeah, cuz the <laughs> was the last the last one we did about remixing they started talking about anime in that one and now we're doing this podcast and the first thing is a girl writing fanfictions and the second one's about anime nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how things come full circle like this. It's like the professor's trying to tell us something. <laughs> Yeah, it's like he just, he, it's like he knows, he's like, he knows us, and he's like, yeah, they're, they're going to do this one, and they're going to love it. <laughs> this, so this one was the, the one about uh, Snafu Dave, right? Yes. The guy from the small uh, town. Guy, guy from the small town whose friends hate him because <laughs> he's, uh, for some reason he's a, he has attention online, he's just a kid from a small town. <laughs> Dude, I kind of hate him too, he sounds like a prick, he's like, all I do is design websites and watch your <laughs> <laughs> He's like... I feel like I feel like he's feel like he's kind of humble bragging here, like like yeah. yeah, I just design websites once or twice a month, and I just don't do anything for the rest of my time. Like, all right, I'm basically I'm, I'm just honing right. my Overwatch career, and that's about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a Hanzo but, main. Yeah, but uh, Snafu Dave, pretty much the cookie cut, perfect example of someone who succeeded because of connected learning. Like he. He started off like he was gonna. He was playing a major in math, and he was. I think he ended up doing uh like his first semester or first year, he was doing like computer science. I think. If I. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah I think he was, yeah, yeah. He was doing he was doing computer science. Mm-hmm. And, once somebody who just I'm bored and I'm gonna, start. Doing web comics and, yeah, I just took off from there and he taught himself how to do it and he looked at online tutorials and he began to get pretty damn good at it and he was able to make a living off of it so that, that was pretty much the uh pretty much a perfect example of a guy who succeeded and was able to make a living off connected learning he even 
says that he was able to quit his day job and do this full time. Yeah, which is crazy, like given that opportunity and everything that he was able mm-hmm. to do something that he really loves. Yeah. I mean, even though his mom doesn't, doesn't love that. <laughs> even even though his mom apparently just also hates him for some reason. <laughs> his mom's part of that one-third. <laughs> yeah, his mom's part of the one-third of friends that, that hate him. <laughs> it kind of it reminds me of the connected learning stuff. It kind of reminds me of like people who and that, that do uh, like Twitch or like play video games for a living or do Twitch or oh, like yeah. do YouTube for a living because they, they're people that like taught themselves how to it's usually the people who, the people that do this stuff on YouTube. They're not in classrooms learning how to like start a YouTube channel or anything. Or yeah, that's a good point. Or like even the content of their YouTube channel or Twitch, like it's stuff that they've had to learn themselves. That I'm sure that they probably talked to other people who who were on Twitch before, like a Twitch streamer who's starting up a stream. Like he's probably talked to people on Twitch like about starting a stream. How does it work? How can I like put my face on the screen? How do I even start broadcasting? Like stuff like that. Yeah, and people make careers make millions of dollars off of it yeah i mean look at ninja Which, didn't he like just sign i mean makes me jealous like but multi-millionaire <laughs> who did this is like uh what was it ninja the guy who always he always streams uh probably the yeah. guy yeah he streams fortnite yeah the guy make the guy's definitely like rolling in dough like the guy's definitely making we'll get there millions and millions of dollars <laughs> dude i got, I got yeah when i'm Twitch like followers i'm almost there <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have any. I, I mean, I've never streamed on Twitch, so I probably don't have any. <laughs> but, yeah, these guys, they you just make a living off this kind of stuff, and it's kind of incredible. It, like, reminds me of the, uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, the design learning, the design thinking, the design learning, and the, uh, the social media things that we, that we read. Because design learning and, I think, connected learning really go hand in hand with each other. Yeah. Design learning also, like, focuses on that social aspect of, of learning and i think that they share that that common that common bond with each other where the social aspect is like super important and i know in co- like in college when I, in like class in like my teaching classes they they really really like uh urge urge you to like do a lot of group work and like have the there's like this big emphasis now on having students like explain there's they're like their answers like to if they like if they say an answer like why do you think that way like a lot of asking why and like asking them to like talk and explain themselves and having them talk to their peers and like bouncing ideas off each other it reminds like the stuff that i learned in college reminds me of the stuff that i read in the design learning and the connected connect and the connected learning reading that we're talking about now yeah i like that you brought that up that even reminds me i I remember i had a question when we i think it was the lecture after the design learning i remember one of the things was um was it like lateral processing or something and I, i didn't understand what that was and uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it was even the professor that answered, and he said um, it was basically like, how do you teach? It was like different ways of thinking like outside the box, like unorthodox thinking. Like how do you teach math with music, like for example? And this kind mm-hmm. of like lends a hand to that because this is like an unorthodox like thing to do that these people aren't like this guy's like they're designing anime, they're making like fan fiction. There's no there's no traditional like set way of doing <laughs> that in our society. Yeah. So even having themselves look to these ulterior. Uh, you know, avenues to pursue and like make that better and hone in on their skills. Kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, I definitely like the uh, just being creative and having new ways of teaching things and learning because the traditional way of teaching just not getting it done anymore. Not in the fifties and sixties where you can just 
graduate from high school and get yourself a good paying job at the factory. <laughs> factory. That's not happening anymore. <laughs> Which factory is that? <laughs> the factory that I've been closed down and moved and, and shipped overseas. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but I think uh, we're starting to run low on time here. Yeah, I might have to cut it short here. 12 minutes here. I think we have to cut it there. All right, everyone. Thank you for uh, tuning in to this uh, yeah, yeah. last podcast of ours. To the, to the final, the final podcast. Uh, we we'll thank you for following us out. up until now. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a good, uh, have a good break after the semester ends. Yeah. Have a happy, have a happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs>